Hey, Starburns listeners, Ben Schwartz here, and I'm here to plug. Here I go. I am in a new movie with Noel Wells on Netflix. It is called Happy Anniversary. It is out right now. You All you have to do is basically go on your computer or whatever device you want. You just click on it, and there we are. It's, it's me. It's Noel Wells, and it's the story of a couple on their three-year anniversary. They wake up, and on that moment, Noel's character is done. She feels like she doesn't think she can take any more of the relationship. And throughout the course of the movie, which takes place in, over the course of 24 hours, you flash back to all the good, the bad everything that encompasses this relationship to try to find out if these two actually will stay together or if they won't stay together. It's right now. It is a romantic comedy. Me and Noel Wells, written, directed by Jared Stern. Netflix, happy anniversary. Starburns, lots of words, ending with exclamation. When's it going to end? It just did. Another tag. And now it's done. It's the Starburns Industries Tape of the Month Club. 12 original cassette tapes delivered to your door. Each month, you'll receive a crisp new cassette tape of auditory delights made by some of the most funky and creative artists around. Featuring Dino Stamatopoulos, Natalie Palamides, Johnny Pemberton, Dan Harmon, future ladies of wrestling, Alan Resnick and Dina Kalberman, Dynasty Handbag, Jeff B. Davis, Rob Schraub, Lance Bangs, DJ Doug Pound, Cron, Open Mike Eagle, Ron Lynch, and on and on and on. And on. Subscribe now. $13 gets you a crisp, unique tape in the mail each month. For $20, you receive a portable cassette player so you can listen to your tapes on the go. Here's how to order. For credit card customers, please call 747-888-0945. That's 747-888-0945. Or save COD charges and log onto the World Wide Web at d forward slash SBI dash P-R-E-S-S. It's a good deal. It's a good show. We're recording. Hello. Hi. Hi. We did it. We're doing it. We did it. Is this it's it? It's been a while. I haven't oh. seen you in forever. You I look know. great. Thanks. You too. Well, we've got a lot to discuss. Do we? Uh, yeah, I guess yeah, we do. We do. We do. People How's- have been asking. I've been keeping quiet on social media. It's saving it for this How's moment. How's your sinuses? I gotta be honest, they're not great. And I <laughs> went back to Dr. Sugarman. He gave me those shots up the nose. Mm. And um, I don't know what's going on. He thinks I might be having an allergy situation now. It's possible. What are shots up the nose? Steroid shots straight into your sinuses. Right into your, with a needle. Right in, right in, in needle. there. It was a very thin needle. He put some lidocaine up there. Oh, they numb you. Good. Yeah, a little lidocaine uh, and some steroid shots. Nope. Nope. Um, Sugarman's the one that discovered my enlarged thyroid and sent me to get that ultrasound, which led to an endocrinologist, which biopsy. led to the needle biopsy that was incredibly painful. And Oy. yeah. Um, so basically... My needle biopsy came back at abnormal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, people don't know about this. No, no. We haven't talked about I, it. That's right. I know, you know about I know this because we're friends. Yeah. So my needle biopsy came back abnormal, and which means it didn't come back cancer. Jesus, Sorry. Steve. It didn't come back cancer, and it didn't come back benign, right? Both nodules. I have two nodules, one on top of another, that are like over three centimeters, I guess, in diameter. So they both came back abnormal. 
So basically, then they have to send it away for molecular testing, which takes a longer amount of time. And they test it on the molecular level to see if it's, this is my quote from my doctor, leaning toward cancer. I don't even know what that means. Maybe they see if there's like a few cancer cells in there. I don't know. Is there, when they do that biopsy that you have, Ugh, you said terrible. it came back abnormal. Terrible. You said it like, didn't come back cancer. Is right, there so, times where it, well, they'll just be like, yes, it came back cancer? Yes, 100%. Like, if people have full-blown thyroid cancer, right. it will those biopsies will come back cancer. Or if it's absolutely nothing, it comes back benign. Sometimes it's absolutely nothing and it comes back abnormal. It's like, ladies... It's similar-ish to getting an abnormal pap smear. Sometimes it means you have HPV or you've got like things going on in there that they need to take care right. of. Sometimes an abnormal pap smear is just an abnormal pap smear and they run it again and it's fine. Right. So anyway, so my doctor... So, the, but, the, but it's not... Like you don't want it. You want it to come back benign. You don't want it to come back abnormal. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, I was super, super bummed. Uh, but what did the doctor back. say? Like anything like he, hopeful or like, no, eh, he's it's like, probably fine. Yes, he did say it's probably fine. He's Good. very chill. He's like a very calm <laughs> soul. I feel like he surfs a, a lot. Calm soul? He surfs a lot. You can tell he's got like a surfboard in his office. No. Yeah, he does. For real. Yeah. He's like real healthy and like super young looking. He's a guy like, who drinks wheatgrass on the totally reg. He totally drinks wheatgrass on the regs. <laughs> he was like very down. I told him that I like use CBD for anxiety and he's like, that's amazing. It's a miracle drug. I'm so nice. happy to hear you say that. That's good. I like yeah, when doctors so, say that. Me too. So anyway, so, uh, so abnormal needle biopsy on both of my nodules, both abnormal. Then this morning got a call from Dr. Geller saying one of the molecular testings came back today and it was benign. Nice. I know. So that's great. Congratulations. Thanks. I'm I did not know about this. Very, no, no, no. This is new, today. new information. Um, so that's great. And he feels like probably the other one will come back benign to knockwood, but we are waiting on that one. I don't know why that one's taking longer. That's the only thing that annoys me now at this point. Feels worrisome. Also feels like it's a real emotional roller coaster. Now I'm rejoicing that I'm not going to have to have my thyroid removed. And then what if he calls me and he's like, oh, oops, sorry. The other nodules fucked. I should have waited all out. To, to the yeah. Well, actually, it was kind of crazy. Like, I really appreciated it. He knew I'd been waiting for like two weeks for these yeah. results. And he called me. I was on my way to this photo shoot this morning. I was just pulling up and he, I was like, fuck, it's him. So I picked up the phone and he's Ugh, like, hey, right I just... you're about to work. I know. He's like, I just got this. I just got this report and I just wanted to give you good news. It says benign. Okay, let me read this. Like he literally had gotten the report and had called, saw the word benign and Without like had called it. me before he even started reading the report because then he was like, oh, wait, this is the anterior nodule. What happened to the posterior nodule? Hold on, I'm gonna have to call you back. I was like, "Ugh, dude!" And then he called me back like like 30 minutes later, and he's like, "Okay, so we didn't get the posterior nodule results yet, but I feel pretty confident since the other one's benign that we're gonna be dealing with the same thing." And it seems like statistically speaking, that most of the time these thyroid nodules are benign. benign most of the time. So, 
But you still have an issue with your thyroid. So yeah, what do they do? Ha- well, there's a guy at UCLA that apparently does... Because now I'm having like... We don't know when my thyroid like became enlarged and like when my these nodules grew. Right, right. right. But it does feel funny and I've been coughing. It could all be sort of like tied together. Like I've been coughing a lot. It's like I just have this weird cough now and I've had it since like the end of December. And that could be from the nodules like pressing on my throat. So... Yeah, there it sucks, man. It's like right here. It's right here at the base of my neck. Do you find right here. now you're always touching? Yes, it? and I that's can probably feel not, them. Helping. not helping. Not helping. Um, <laughs> it's not helping. It's probably keeping them swollen. Nothing. All helping. the pressing on them, which um, is what I would do. Yeah, but there's a procedure apparently now that they do. You know, before I guess they came up with this procedure. If people really, if it really irritated people, they would do like a partial thyroidectomy i don't know if that's what if that's the official word they would take out part part of the not they could take out some of the nodules they would take out your whole thyroid if it really bugged you um and then put you on thyroid medication for the rest of your life like you don't want to start fucking with that like if you don't have to right um but now there's this new procedure that they're doing at ucl there's uh, doctors doing at ucla where they can go in and shrink the nodules using some sort of, I don't know if it's radio frequency or like, it sounds to me the best I could like gather from how he was explaining it to me was that it was like a little bit like freeze the fat. <laughs> like it was like a version of freeze the fat, but for your thyroid. <laughs> freeze the thyroid. You guys know what freeze the fat is. Yeah. Does that exist all over the country? It must for sure. I mean, I feel like, like billboards it, all over the country freeze the I fat. I feel like there was a, 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 one of those late night infomercial commercial type things for it. For freeze the fat? I feel like. You have like to like it. go to a person who freezes the fat. I've done it before. Have you? Yeah. Does I did it, it work? I did it years ago before I had cricket. Um, yeah, I think it worked. I think it, I, I think it did work. I was on um, Cougar Town at the time and like I <laughs> really was feeling that TV pressure to be skinny. No, oh, God damn no, but I had like, um, like a, ladies will know who have given birth will know what I'm talking about. Like sometimes you get this lower stomach fat from pregnancy that like is almost impossible to lose on your own. It's just like a weird little patch of fat. And I did it on that. I think Birdie was like, three when I did it yeah and yeah I sat there for like an hour with the f- machine on me and just like an ice pack on no your no no it's like a machine that like sucks your fat up into it like a little vacuum like liposuction no 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 you're like it's not invasive basically fa- they found that if I remember this correctly and I'm sorry if I don't guys I'm not a doctor they found that fat <laughs> freezes at a slightly higher temperature, wait, a slightly higher temperature than skin. That makes sense, right? So they can yeah. pull your skin and fat up into this little machine and freeze it, and the fat dies. Like the fat cells die, what it kills the fat it cells. It absorbs into your body, oh. and then you um, excrete Flush it. Flush it out. Yeah. So wait. So the so they suck your fat up into this little machine like a vacuum and it gets super, super cold, like so cold that then it you hurts. don't feel it. Oh, yeah, because okay. it just goes numb. But you're, it's not cold enough for your skin to be killed, like to get freeze frostbite. burn or yeah, frostbite yeah. or whatever. But the fat cells 
like can't handle it. They die. And then you like absorb them into your body or excrete like pee them out or something. I don't know how you get rid of it, but like you just get it gets re- <laughs> just like disappears. I don't know. It just disappears. It melts away. Freeze the fat. Freeze the fat. I. So, yeah. So I did that. <laughs> I, did, I did do that. And now maybe I'm going to do it for my a version of it for my thyroid. I did. I ever tell you this. I once had like uh, my um, sciatic nerve in my lower back was really hurting. And so I put an ice pack on. I laid on an ice pack. Yes, you told me that. And I fell asleep and got so dumb. frostbite on my like I woke up 2 hours later. Obviously the ice pack was, was no longer cold. It was black. <gasps> Steve, no. <laughs> It hurts so goddamn bad. Oh my god, what did you do? Well, after you get freeze the fat, just so you know, they like take they <laughs> they unhook the suction machine. I only know because I did my lower stomach, so I just I'm speaking from this experience. So they unhooked the suction machine, and then they're like, "This is the most important part. We have to massage the area for three minutes." And they like sit there and do this really painful, hard massage on you on your stomach. Yes, your lower but they're stomach. like, "This is the the most important part. We've got to do this right away." Like they made it seem urgent. I don't know if that's. I don't know why. But they, but like, I just remember getting it done. And then like, I think it was one, like a nurse, like a, like a cosmetic nurse lady. Like deep tissue grinding your stomach. Deep tissue grinding the fat. That must have hurt. That did not feel good. That was painful. (laughs) That was definitely painful. And then it was like red and a little bruised, I feel like. Yeah. And then it was fine. And then I do feel like, it's hard to know though, because uh, that was the, moment when I was on TV and I was like so skinny because I was taking these Chinese diet pills too. Like I was just a mess. I was a mess. I was a mess. Where'd you trying get to those? keep up. I was trying to keep up with uh, Where'd you get those pills? the other ladies on the show. You know what I mean? Trying to be a skinny. The it, You know, when you're on a network television show, it's almost like you can't, you can't win unless you're the thinnest on the show. <laughs> That's And it's tough it because happens. once you get on the show, then there's craft services, which is always there. Catered food, yeah. which is always there. Yeah. It's a bummer, but it's also hard. Like it just is hard. It's just difficult to like be under that kind of like day in and day out, new wardrobe, having to try on new clothes, being subjected to like, we were really hoping we could put her in like a onesie for this. You know what I mean? Like whatever Mm, it is, like it's always something. So you just want to get, you know, eliminate the variable of feeling bad about your body. So you just try to be sort of like as thin as possible. That's why girls always women always get super skinny when they're on TV shows. Almost always. There were some women I saw doing red carpet sitting at a table, a group of people and like one of the women like painfully thin was so thin. It was disturbing. I mean, I think that the trend is changing. At least I hope it is. I also am just getting older. So maybe I don't give a fuck, but like, (laughs) (laughs) no, I mean, I feel like I've had a shift in perspective in terms, but I'm not on a network television show. I don't know what that pressure is. Like, you know, when you're, and I don't know at this point, like I, I, I don't know if it's still the same, but like a lot of times when you're on a network television show as a woman, you're subjected to like every outfit that is going to be on camera is 
a picture's taken of it and it's sent to the producers and then to the network to approve. Mm -hmm. Like that's very common Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. like studio network and producers have approval over every outfit you see on a woman on television. Like the men, it's so much more low key. They might, they take a picture and like send it away, but they don't give a fuck. They're like, Oh yeah, blue polo is fine with women. They get real. Like I've seen some situations where producers, directors and like studio and network are like, I don't know. I mean, I just feel like, can we, make it more low cut is there a way to like emphasize her legs like it just you it comes Ugh, back and it's fuck. like a nightmare i don't know i'm not in that world right now so i don't know thank god Oof. that's Brutal. fucking bullshit it is bullshit maybe it's changing maybe with all this stuff it'll change how was uh what were you doing for the oscars I saw you I just on went TV to the, at yeah, one point. Really? Yeah. I just went to the um, Elton John every year throws a viewing party that benefits his oh, yeah. AIDS charity, which is cool because they like end up doing like it's like a twofer. Like you get to, you watch the Oscars, but then also end up raising like seven million dollars for AIDS research and yeah. programs um, that his foundation provides, which is cool. Uh, so yeah, so we went to that and I had committed to going before I knew I had to wake up at five in the morning on Monday to go (laughs) to work for my favorite Michael's craft store all day. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we went, but I like was, I was like, this is not going to be like the, this is not going to be like the night to end all nights, like where we are dancing till seven in the morning or whatever. Um, did you read? I'm going to change gears real quick. Yeah, yeah. Did you read Kevin Love's article today no. in the Players Tribune? No. Uh, I retweeted it on my Twitter. What's the gist of it? Kevin Love, you know who he is. He's a basketball player for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually just met him because he volunteered with NBA Cares for the charity I work with, Baby to Baby, which was very awesome. cool of him. Uh, he is coming forward about struggling with panic attacks and panic disorder. Nice. And good for him. And he says something that I think is really fucking important. He says, I didn't even know. Okay. I, it came out of nowhere. I'd never had one before. I didn't even know if they were real, but it was real as real as a broken hand or a sprained ankle. Yep. Since that day, almost everything about the way I think about my mental health has changed. I, think this is so cool and important that this basketball player came forward with us. The more people, the better. And I applaud him. And I think it's really cool. And uh, the article is in the Players' Tribune. If you guys want to check it out, he really deals with men and boys and how, you know, you're supposed to like suck it up, not talk about it, not talk about what you're going through and how detrimental that can be. And as a basketball player, you know, I didn't do anything about it till I was almost 35. Yeah. I fucking sat on it. Good. I'm fucking so glad more. People I, it's are really just... cool. I mean, he also says to me, it was a form of weakness that could derail my success in sports or make me seem weird or different. Mm -hmm. Oh, I just love him for this. I fucking love him for this. And it's really uh, well written and it's really just like putting it out there and uh, and good for you. We support you, dude. A hundred percent. The more people like who can come forward and try to end the stigma of mental health and things like even panic attacks. The other thing I was like thinking about the other day, cause I posted my friend, Jen, you know, 
made this necklace that said oh, anxiety. Yeah. she had the one for anxiety and one for depression and she felt like she got a lot of flack for it a lot of blowback from people that were like mental illness isn't a fashion accessory and like Ugh. you know she got a lot of people like you're a big business and you're just profiting on people's mental illnesses and she's like that's not that was never my intention my intention is to start a conversation is for people to feel open enough to, to talk about it to yeah. raise awareness all of the by the way she's not making money from these necklaces all of the proceeds go to bring change to mind which yeah. is a nonprofit that yeah. helps end the stigma of mental illness and her feeling was like the more out in the open we can be about these things like the kind of the better it is for people suffering from it the other thing i want to say guys is it's not a fucking competition like you know what i mean <laughs> like like it's not like my mental illness I have is better than yours anxiety. or like yours is worse than mine like everything you can't live inside someone else's brain and yeah. body you don't know what they're going through and you don't know how it affects them and everybody is fucking different and i get so annoyed when people are like <laughs> to me like oh you with your fancy house and career and your nanny helping you out yeah i have a lot of nice shit i also <laughs> you know <laughs> Yes, guys, I, I do. Have anxiety. And I also have panic attacks that leave me sobbing in my car and unable to drive. How about that? So, <laughs> you know? I've like, been there so many times crying in crying, my car. Crying oh. in my car. Crying in my car. I mean, it's a good name for an album. Well, that was that was book. that was Paul F. Tompkins stand-up special. Crying in my crying car. and driving. Oh, that's Crying. That's right. <laughs> or is it driving and crying? Well, driving crying. and crying is the name of a band, and I think he it was a play on that. Where he called it crying, crying, crying and, driving. and driving. I've been trying to name my book, and uh, yeah, crying in my car, crying and driving is his special, is Paul's stand up special. Um, I think you should just call your book. I'm busy. I'm busy. It has two. Don't meanings. bother me. I'm busy. Yeah. Um. So anyway. I'm not going to have any panics this week about my possible thyroid situation because I feel... It's already leaning towards the more positive. I feel like it's like, yeah, I was really freaked out like a week and a half ago and like going through all the things in my brain where I was like, oh, fuck. I mean, obviously I'll survive this because <laughs> as opposed to Ginny and Garofalo, who's like, I will not survive. That was And won't even... Oh, well, she won't even find out because she's like, I'm not going to beat it. That was so fucking funny. But anyway. Her talking about being afraid to like use her hands just to rub soap like on her breast when she's in the shower. Because she doesn't want to feel a lump. Doesn't want to know. That's so not okay. Know. I know. Well, listen. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe like everybody's got their own way of dealing with it. Maybe she'd like to just like be surprised by death. I'd love to <laughs> kidnap her and just take her to a doctor Full. and fucking knock her unconscious and have her. All the scans. Yeah. That's well, probably illegal. I don't think that she's going to go for that. <laughs> she would be so mad. Um, I made an appointment to get my stress test finally. Oh, you did? A week from tomorrow, I'm having my stress test. Oh, good. All right. We'll take pictures. Take some selfies. And it's all... I mean, it was Kevin Smith's heart attack that kind of made me go, I have to... Are you friends with Kevin? I did a pilot with him two years ago. He was Maybe when super he's awesome. better and ready, he'll come talk to us. Well, I it. said in the when I did the viewer mail thing last week, I said I had emailed him the day after to congratulate him on 
beating the Be- Widowmaker. On being alive. The yeah. Widowmaker's the fucking thing. That Rosie O'Donnell had that. That's yeah. the fucking heart attack that fucking drops you dead. And he uh, just wrote back, thanks for the kind words. Let's podcast. <laughs> but he lot. It was so... That was on my birthday. I right. woke up and that was his his Instagram from the hospital on my birthday. And uh, he's two years younger than me. And when I did his pilot, he had lost like, I want to say over 100 pounds. And yeah, he was looking really good. He looks really good right now. He's kept most of it off. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm sure, you know, the damage was done years before he lost the weight, obviously. But I was like, I have to get that stress test. Get the stress test. I just went in with all the thyroid stuff. I have been talking to my general practitioner too. And she was like, why don't you come in and get a full physical? We'll do like all the battery of tests and everything. Yeah, why not? My EKG, which is normal. So I got all those results today with the exception of the mercury. um, Because I guess that takes a little bit longer. What's that? Mercury. Like to test your mercury level. Your mercury level. Oh, I didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I remember like some people who eat a lot of fish. Or a lot of sushi mm-hmm. have really high mercury, and uh, then they yep. want you to do like a like a detox, basically, where you try to get the heavy metals out of your body. Um, so I'm like insanely healthy, according to my doctor. I got all the results yeah, I today. I would assume so. All of my levels were good. My uh, like I don't even know. She was like, "Your inflammation levels are really low." <laughs> I was like, "That's a thing you can test for." Okay. Uh huh. Um, my white and red blood cell counts are perfect good um all my hormone levels she did so oh so i don't even i know if we talked about this but in my thyroid panel all of my thyroid hormones came back totally normal like all my levels were great great yeah it is except i was like a little bit like maybe i could get some thyroid medicine and lose 10 pounds but (laughs) you guys i'm teasing i'm teasing don't write us a letter about how i (laughs) I know I have body dysmorphia. I work on it every fucking day and I try to see myself as a strong black life force. (laughs) No, like as a strong like woman who's given birth to two children who has like a healthy body. I try to be, I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for it. I'm so grateful for it. Yeah. Um, But I also am an actress and that's like insane. Like I had a photo shoot this morning, you know, they bring like sample sizes. It's a lot. It's a lot. Okay. It's a lot like life. It's a lot like life. So anyway, here's the other things. I need vitamin D is the only thing I'm lacking. Everybody needs vitamin D. Well, That's a tough one. She's saying I need to get vitamin D3, 5,000 units daily for one month, and then 2,000 un- units of D3 daily for one year until she repeats the test. Guess what, though? My cholesterol dropped. Nice. I'm at 152. What's normal? I have no idea. But she said, she was like, it's like the... Let's find out. Here, yeah, normal. Um, but she said it's like, um, like as if I were on uh, medicine. She's like, that's like as low as we would want it. Like, it's great. Awesome. Yeah, I think. Um, and then my blood pressure is always good. 110 over 70. Mine's always great. Thank God. Ugh. Well, that's got to be good, right? Yeah, that's not bad. That's for sure. Normal cholesterol. You guys, here's I. I'm on the wrong website. What is the normal cholesterol in a human? A desirable total cholesterol level for adults without heart disease 
is less than 200. Oh. You're way below. You're, you're good. I'm real good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why she was excited about it. She said I was healthier. Um, she said that I was healthier this year in this physical, in this complete physical, that I was healthier this year than I was two years ago. That's great. Yeah. Better, just that get other your nodule, goddamn thyroid taken care of. other nodule better come back benign. Otherwise, it's all for naught. What do you see? What are you looking at? What's that chart? The people at home can't see it. I don't know. It's Let me see it. I don't know what that means, but it said Well, HDL and LDL. So we're just looking at cl- like you can zoom in total cholesterol. You want between, well, for, oh my God. Between 110 and 160 is considered very good. You're great then. Between 170 and 196 is, is good. Is good. 210 to 240, you're borderline. <sighs> Yellow is bad. 250 to 280 is high. 290 to 390, very high. Let's cool it. You might need some medicine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Widowmaker. It was... A hundred percent blockage, he said. A hundred percent. I don't know him. I'm glad he's okay. He's the nicest guy in the world. He seems like people really enjoy him. He's a good so. family man. Ugh, fuck. Uh, does he have kids? His one daughter, who he just gushes over and is so in love with, and sticks up for. Ugh. He's okay. I'm gonna cry. I'm so glad he's okay. Ugh. I gotta get this fucking stress. Right, so I gotta stay alive. I, I gotta. Mean, what else? What, do you, what else are you gonna do? Where's this path to health and wellness? What are you gonna do? I gotta stay alive till next week. Till I get this fucking heart thing. Um. I gotta see an allergist. I wanna. I wanna make double sure about my um. Uh, antibiotics allergies. Because it was always just like, oh, you've got some hives. You're probably allergic. To what? Amoxicillin, which okay. is the penicillin family, and sure. Cipro, really bad. What happens when you use Cipro? Cipro, I took because I'd had a sinus infection. This was eight years ago. Yeah. S- started getting, I had like one hive, and I went to the doctor's. He's like, you might be allergic. Let's take you off amoxicillin and put you on Cipro. Got my Cipro, went home, took it within five minutes, less than five minutes. I was covered in hives, <gasps> head oh to God, toe, oh God. in my it. mouth, <laughs> in my throat. I immediately took two Benadryl, which helped. But it's now I just say I'm allergic to those things, and it's never been actually medically diagnosed. So I need to see an allergist to have that done. Yeah. And what about, but like, is that like. And I still need to see the pulmonary specialist about the, uh, the bronchitis, the post bronchitis thing. Cause my doctor was like, well, you may have asthma too. So I need to get that checked. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Those are my priorities. Okay. The heart. I really want the heart one because yeah. I want to hire a trainer and I can't do cardio shit while my heart's palpitating and shit. Yeah. Palpitations are no joke because it also is like, what's AFib? Is that what you have? I, some kind of it, yeah. Yeah, my mother-in-law has AFib. She just was in the hospital the other night. It was scary. She's very healthy, and she just has this AFib, and it feels like when she gets an attack of it, she just feels like she's 
dying and like has to go into the emergency room. Yeah, it's really weird. And it's only when I'm walking. It's never just sitting around hanging out. So it's only when I'm active that my heart starts. You can do do weights. You can't do anything right now. You need to just go to the doctor. Got to get the stress test. And get the stress test. Yeah. You're going to get a trainer. Mm Mm-hmm. Where? I don't know. I forget the guy's name. Zach Levi uh, used this guy to to get in shape for... He's doing some... He's like a superhero now. Superhero movie. Sure. And he's... You guys, I gotta be honest with you. I can't with all these fucking superheroes. <laughs> it's true. It's out of control now. <laughs> it's too now. much. Like, you guys really enjoy them that fucking much? Or is it just like... It's all that's being offered. So you're like, all right, let's do this. Maybe. I don't know. It bores the shit out of me. And I went to see Black Panther and I, because like very excited about, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a I big. I saw it last night. I, oh yeah. Yeah, you did. Did you like it? I liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. I mean. I'm not through the moon. I was right, like, I it's know. a good But I also think movie. like, I also am like a very firm believer in representation matters and like the messages that we send to Absolutely. children are important. And like, I'm very happy to see this movie for you know the african-american community and for little kids to be able to go and like more than anything else for for sure sure. same with wonder woman i was like yes it was a fine movie but just knowing that yeah what it's doing but like all of the superhero (laughs) movies like i don't know why why i don't don't care but people love them it's like the svu of movies It's like the law and order of movies. Yeah. It's like people or, or CSI. Like people just like them because they're comfortable. Like you're just like you like it yeah, because yeah. it's just like you understand it's what's going on. It's a formula that works. Yeah. You're and watching they, it and it's comfortable and, and like they're chill. Not, they're not going to stop until those, they stop making money, which they're breaking records with all these movies. So it'll I never know, fucking stop. So uh, my movie, my the movie that Mark directed, I Feel Pretty. Yeah. Um, was supposed to come out on April 27th mm-hmm. uh, and the Avengers moved from like May to April 27th. To May, April 27th. Oh, you don't want to do and that. And within an hour and a half, STX, who's releasing I Feel Pretty, it was like, and we're moving to April 20th. Smart. Yeah. Are you about to die? What's happening? No, I was about to cough and then it went away. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw this look on Steve's face and I was like, oh no, what if he like legit drops dead? No, please don't! <laughs> Widowmaker. Uh, um, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So now the movie opens April 20th, which is exciting. I'm going to have to like be going and doing a bunch of press for it. Talk shows? Yeah, I guess I'll be doing talk shows. There's definitely press junket. I have to fly to New York on Saturday, and I'm there till Tuesday night, I think. I'm doing a magazine shoot, and I'm doing a thing. I don't know. Media day. I don't know what that is. Do you love New York? I love New York. No, I mean, it's fine. I like New York. (laughs) I like New York enough. I like New York. I like all the big cities. I like them all too. I just I hate, like all I the hate cities. traveling. I've been traveling yeah. for like three weeks now, yeah. and it's I'm glad it's over. Such is the life. I'm, I'm going nervous. back to Atlanta in a month. And Steve, you'll know the answer to this. Is flu season over? No. No. I keep checking the CDC flu map. I heard that. I heard that the flu was gone from California. Is what I heard. 
I heard they've not had any new recorded flu cases in over two weeks. Well, my biggest gripe was their weekly flu map yeah. has not updated in like three weeks. Oh. Um, but I think it has. Let me check this. I'm going right now. Loading. I mean... What is that? The, the brown is still high fluid. Yeah. You want yellow and orange. Local activity, regional, no activity. Um, the U.S. Virgin Islands, no activity. But this is the week ending in February 24th. So well, this, is, this like, is a week old. Yeah. I don't know about that. I don't no. either. I think, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know as many people who are sick now, so that's good. <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm not as afraid to go out because all my friends aren't like, oh, I'm fucking sick. Yeah, I had to say, like, I didn't. I haven't heard of many people being sick either. So I felt like okay about it. I felt like maybe it was. We did it though. We have not had the flu. God, why did you say that out loud? <laughs> What's wrong with you? I just told you I'm traveling to New York on Saturday. No, but before I started all my journeys, uh, you were like, "This is not going to end." It. What? I thought for sure you were going to go down. Colorado, like freezing cold, snowing yeah. weather. Yeah. Florida, like I'm fine. In Florida, you were like at a con, right? <laughs> with shaking hands ugh, with so ugh, many people. Ugh. Gross. I went through a lot of Purell. You know what I'm going to do when I get to that hotel room in New York? Purell bath. I'm going to Purell the shit out of that place. The phone. Every surface I touch. Wipes. I'm going to get those wipes. Those I'm bringing great. those wipes. And I'm going to... Guys, don't sleep on that. When you go to a hotel, take, take that out top a wipe off. and like wipe down that phone. First of all, the first thing you do is the phone. And then get yeah. the other surfaces. The remote, TV remote. Oh, TV remotes are disgusting. Bodily fluids. I don't even want to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> it's nasty over there. You got to like really wipe it down. Oh, but I do love staying in a hotel. I love a hotel. Oh. Plus, I get to stay in a nice one. Oh, yeah. It's the best. It's the best. It's yeah, when you fly for work and they put you up in a fucking nice hotel. Yeah, oh. and I'm not going with my kids or my husband. So it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> it was me. Mark's photos of your life. daughters are amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. Are and those iPhones? Yes, he doesn't even have a camera. It's just straight up iPhone 10 X, whatever. It looks legit like a film camera. Like, you know what's annoying? He's like almost like an influencer now. He like out of nowhere. He literally just started posting on Instagram and he's got like well over 10,000 followers, which I feel like is... That's not cool. Crazy. <laughs> We're both going to our phones right now. I'm going to check out how many. I got to see what I have. You probably have like. I'm in the 40s. 200,000. No. Which really? bothers me because I'm so into photography. Yeah, you really are. Guys, got to get a hype up our man, Steve Agee. 53,000. 53,000 is a lot. No, that's good. I think that's cool. But it's all photos. Like, but I, I mean, like Mark hasn't. Mark hasn't like promoted it. He also, yeah, he's got 10,000, 10, 10.4. 10. He doesn't, he doesn't like do anything to get followers. People just find him. Also, um, he picked a ridiculous name making fun of people that do those like official, um, official Mark. Marks. Yeah. He did official Silverstein. Mark Silverstein for the number four real, like just to be an asshole. 
Um, there's one picture on here of me that is the so one in the plane. I love. Oh yeah, his photos are really good. That's where we were flying up to. And you wrote "dope pick, bro." <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting next to him. Um, yeah, he takes really nice pictures. He like definitely. I started crying the other day. I was looking at his. <laughs> I was looking through his Instagram, and I was just like, the way that you see our family. Like, by the way, no docs podcast ten point five thousand. <laughs> That's great. That's really good for a podcast. Guys, we're doing it. We're still better than Mark. <laughs> did but I ever send you the picture of me with the ice pack on my neck to post? You did. And did I, you post I will. It? No, because I'm waiting for this to come out, which uh, that will be the, the photo I post with this podcast. Okay. I'm trying to think if I have another one from something. I'll have a great one next week for my me on a fucking treadmill. EKG. Ugh. Or, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to sit on the treadmill. That's the weirdest thing. You've well, they to... were like, you can either do a treadmill or some people, they, some people who can't do treadmills, they will, they inject, uh, um, oh, what is it? Adrenaline no! into you to get your heart rate up. Wait, that's horrible. Which is kind of what I'm like, oh, I want to try that. Um, I don't like that. Ileana, our daughter's nanny, you know, suffers from migraines. She had one last week, and I sent her home with uh, Kelly Oxford advice of uh, cold ice pack on her head and hot bath, and it apparently worked. Really? Yeah. So um, that is just some a tip. You should have given her some CBDs too. I don't want to. I don't know. She. I don't know. I, I get nervous. You want to get her like, baked? <laughs> Miss Busy, I'm so baked. <laughs> what is that impression? First of all, that's not how Ileana talks. <laughs> You're so rude. Weird impression. <laughs> I'm so baked. I'm so baked. She doesn't call me Miss Busy. Come on. <laughs> she should. No. She calls me Busy. I think everyone should call you Miss Busy. She also calls me Nina Tremenda, which is true. That's an accurate descriptor of me. Nino Tremenda? Nina Tremenda. Tremendous yeah. girl. I sent you this one, this picture? Yep. Okay. That's a great one. Yeah. Folks, if you're right. listening to this, you've probably already seen that photo. It was real traumatic. Um, real traumatic, getting that needle biopsy. But listen, if your doctor says you need one, just go do it and get it over with. Don't chicken out because I told you it was traumatic. Just do it. Get it over with. I did. And now look, we have half of good news. <laughs> We're just waiting That's for the so other half. It's so annoying that, news. like, why is did one come back and not the other? I don't know. My doctor was annoyed. He was truly annoyed. He was like, "This is a bummer." I'm going to call. I'm sorry. It's okay. And then, uh, and then my general practitioner called me with all the uh, other test results, which were great. Was this doctor? This is the endocrinologist, right? And my endo, yeah, my endocrinologist. And this person was recommended to you by your ENT? Sugarman recommended him. My general practitioner recommended him. I guess he's just like a great endocrinologist that people in LA are seeing now. Uh, There's always like those like three doctors that everybody sees. You know what I mean? Yeah. I find. No, I there are a lot of doctors who I'll, I'll ask around. And like if I send out an email going. Yeah. You'll get like the same name back from like five different people. And that's the one you want to go to. Right. And they, none of them take insurance. You have to pay out of pocket and then you have to submit to your insurance, which actually it reminds me, I have to send that into my 
business manager. Are you all done with your teeth stuff? Yeah, but my one tooth was hurting the other day. And when I was jumping on the trampoline in Lekfet, and I was like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> it really hurt. It really hurt. And I thought maybe I had a cavity or something. I have to have one pulled. What? When? What do they give you for that? I'm going in next week to meet with a... What's the... What's the tooth doctor? Not, not a dentist. No, an no. Uh, a periodontist. periodontist. I'm meeting with a periodontist next week. That sounds cool. I thought it was salvageable. What had happened was my insurance. I'd used up all my insurance last year. Yeah. For dental work and the root canal, and they were like, "Come back in, and we'll put on. We'll fit you and put you in your permanent crown." And I was, I got home and I realized that I'd gone through all my money. For dental, and this was towards the end of the year, so I was like, I'll just wait till January when my insurance kicks in all over again, and I'll just go do it then. (laughs) So I went in, and they were like, you waited too long. That tooth is all fucked up now. We have to fucking pull it. That sucks. That really sucks. I'm sorry. I find that, like, none of my dental work is ever covered. (laughs) I I have dental insurance, but, like... It's gotten worse. Yeah, it doesn't really cover much. Between last year and this new cycle, yeah. this new year, they were like, the SAG dental insurance covers half of what it did last year. God, we're lucky to have anything I know, guys. We realize how lucky we are. We, I want to say this, too. I was talking to a mom at my daughter's school. She is a dope mom. I like her. Not one of the horrible moms that I don't like. Um <laughs> <laughs> At one point, I do want to say this. At one point, Mark and I had the realization literally at the same time that we were the horrible ones. Like that we're the ones that they think are assholes at our kids' school. I can't see that. They think we think we're too good for them because we live in Hollywood and we don't live in the Valley. And they're not wrong. You're... (laughs) This is almost the Valley, though. You're... Come on! You're borderline. I'm not borderline, but I. <laughs> but I do. I'm like a. I'm like in terms of. Okay, there are like. I feel like there are a couple different types of parents. There are parents that like really dive in with the other parents of the kids that their kid goes to school with and they like in like want to have dinner and drinks and like mixers and like like first grade mom drinks like everybody let's meet at this bar thursday (gasps) night make sure you uber you know (laughs) Like, no. Yeah. And like, that's like, that is definitely a vibe. And like, I, if that's your vibe, like, that's cool. And I'm happy for you that you want to reach out to those people and make friends with them. I, that is not who I am. I have, a, that's exhausting. It's exhausting. And I have, I have things that I can't do that I want to do. You know what I mean? Like, like I have to turn down invitations from people that I've been friends with for 15 years. Yes. Like, I can't make space and so then because I like never went to any of that stuff like I think I got labeled as like a mom that thinks she's too cool for school which is like that's not accurate 
But I also am a person because of my fucking anxiety where like those I Oh yeah. It's the opposite of that what is a people trigger think situa- situation. Of me. Yeah, but people see me and they see like my public persona or my fucking Instagram stories <laughs> or whatever and they're like, "Oh, that bitch like can hang in a group, right?" But that nothing Not is further group. nothing is further from the truth. Like I I become like a a quiet, (laughs) sad, like seventh grader and I get, and I'm so nervous. I don't know, you know, like if I'm not close with you and I don't know you, I'm not, I can't, I, it's very anxiety producing for me. So a lot of it has to do with my, my anxiety. Right. So I stay awake. It's not because I don't like you, but I'm better when I can like one-on-one get to know. It's called social anxiety. I have very normal. I have social anxiety. I have it too. I fucking hate going. Nothing worse to me is getting an invitation, which I told you about to a birthday party in a bar, which I'm doing, but like, I'm always like, why? Why? Why are you doing it in a bar? Like I, but so it, but it's hard because I think people, especially because of like, what I project into the world a lot. I mean, the Instagram story thing is very easy for me, guys, because it's just me on a phone. You know what I mean? It's like not, I don't actually have to like put myself out there in that it's way. It's your version of being social. Yes, that's yeah. right. I mean, that's what Andy was talking about when he was on the thing about uh, Twitter. But anyway, so, but I am okay with moms like one on one when I've gotten to know moms sort of like on a, like our kids are playing and like, oh, come in, have a glass of wine or, you know, can I make you coffee and like, let's chat for 10 minutes or whatever. So anyway, so one of these moms at my, this is all a very long way because I, I felt bad. I feel bad about saying the moms that I don't like, but it's just that they don't like me and it's been a long time and we're just different people. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the moms that I really like. Uh, cause I've had like one-on-one interactions with her and gotten to know her, whatever was telling me that her daughter who's Birdie's age was having some issues in school and they a- were able to get to the bottom of it. She had hearing problems Oh, and sure that were, you know, she's nine years, nine years old, just diagnosed with these hearing problems yeah. because she started to slip in her schoolwork and turned out she couldn't really hear the teacher. And, so she was fitted for a really high tech. I mean, the kinds of um, hearing devices that they have nowadays are incredible. Fitted for a hearing device, made all the difference in the world. She's like doing great now. Everything's fine. She's like knows now that she has even has this issue. She couldn't even identify it because she's a kid and was like, I don't know what's wrong. I'm just not, I can't do well in school. I can't focus, whatever. So we found out there was a hearing problem, got their thing. The mom's telling me this and she's like, and let me tell you, both parents have jobs and, you know, good jobs and have insurance. Let me tell you, that thing was $4,000. Insurance covers not one penny because it's not life-threatening. Uncool. And she and I started talking about, obviously, it's it's great that they were able to identify this problem and they were able to (sighs) afford the fix for it. Think about all the fucking kids it in should this be country. Covered. It is affects the kids emotionally. Everything. It affects everything. Yeah. And like she's like, if we weren't didn't have the means to do this, I don't know what we would do. Like our so then our kid just fails in school, and then it's labeled a bad kid, and she's acting out because she's not doing well, and she. I mean, 
my heart was just like breaking thinking about all of the parents in this country who have kids with these things that are just, you know, quote unquote, not covered because they're not life threatening, but it could change, literally alter the course of a child's life. Yeah. It's the same with dyslexia. That's the thing that affects kids in school because they don't know a, a kid like that's what words and letters look like to them on the paper. So they don't know. Their parents obviously don't know. Right. They just think their kids are fucking bad at school. I would love to get Henry Winkler on this podcast. He very openly talks about his, his dyslexia and how it affected him as a kid and even into adulthood, oh, really? which is when he was diagnosed. Um. It's amazing hearing him talk about it. I'd wow. love to get some anybody in here to talk about dyslexia. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know. I can't imagine I can't imagine what that is. My sister has some form of dyslexia. I have to ask her. She has some form of it, not like a it's something. And again <laughs> like something. Again like the hearing, it fucking changes everything it makes kids withdraw into themselves yep. and it gives, it stresses problems. them out yes yeah. yes when you're frustrated like yeah that shit should be fucking covered. covered or we have to like i don't know do something um Ugh. anyway that just got me thinking <laughs> let's start a charity i know well she's going she and her daughter her daughter said to her her little nine-year-old thing said to her um Mom, I need to like raise money so that kids who can't afford these can get them. And she's a, she's like, great. Let's like start a charity, honey. And so she's going to start the. Let's have some charity. fundraisers. I'll get some All people right. to do it. Okay. I just like yeah. I'll tell Jenny. Um, I know. I just was like, my heart was thinking about breaking, thinking about all those parents. I can't imagine what that must be like to be a fucking parent who Ugh. can't afford the thing. Ugh. A lot. There's a lot out there, guys. <laughs> we need good to, times. Good times. We've done about an hour. Ugh. Uh, um, but we do what we can, right? Try to help out. Yeah, help help out your fellow man. That's what it's all about. I'll do a fucking charity for any. <laughs> if I hear the word cha- charity, I'm always like, all right. I should probably find out what it is first. But all right, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty. I'm pretty down for that. Like I. You know, Largo's great for doing that shit too. They do a lot of charity yeah. shows. Yeah. Oh, benefits. I have to talk to you about this off mic, but okay. I was talking to Flanny about doing no docs there. Oh, good. That'd be fun. It'd be awesome. <laughs> Guys, what do you think? T- tune in. T- <laughs> tune in, Southern California. <laughs> Guys, you want to come to Largo? <laughs> I went to uh, Paul Shear and his wife June, Diane, mm-hmm. Raphael, and. Jason Manzukis yep. do. Uh, Did you ask Manzukis about coming on the pod? Should I email him right now? Yeah, email him right now. They do a pod called "How Did This Get Made?" about really shitty movies. Right. They do it like once a month at Largo. Yeah. I have never seen a more insanely loud, energetic, enthusiastic what? audience. Why? They walk out on stage and the audience is going fucking crazy. Wow. Yeah. I would like that kind of we reaction. I'm not going to lie. I want that kind of validation. Jesus. All right. I did Paul's... uh, Were you there? No. 
No, you weren't there. Spontaneous nation? No, you weren't there because it was the night of your birthday party that you invited me to at the very last second and it was raining. Well, it was thrown very last second. Okay, all right, all right. All right. But we're having another one this I'm going to go to this one. I'm going to go to this one. Um, at a bar. Guys, if you're in LA, <laughs> just look for that bar this Thursday night, Steve's birthday. Come on down to the Formosa. It's not at it's the Formosa. It's not at the Formosa. Guys, don't go to the Formosa. Um, but remember when everyone used to have their birthday parties at the Formosa? Or what's the place across the street? Jones! Jones. Formosa and Jones. Was that was like it. Us. I was literally shocked the other day when someone was like, yeah, I'm going to Jones for dinner. I was like, what? Jones is still around? Still around. Still kicking. You guys, after they made smoking illegal everywhere in LA, because uh, we were one of the first places to do it. I mean, uh-huh. it was very ahead of its time. Yeah. I believe it was like 99, maybe? Yeah. Okay. Sounds about right. Uh, Jones had a secret smoking room that you yes, could go into did. and it was so disgusting. So gross. It was disgusting. And it was just like, but people would do it. You would go <sighs> in there and smoke your cigarettes. Gross. There um, are also places, cities that have outlawed smoking outside. I feel like Calabasas might be one of them. West Hollywood. You can't outside. Oh, no, that doesn't make sense. But there's places like, I don't know if it's like Thousand Oaks or one of those places where you can't even, even be on outside. the sidewalks. Smoking. But all the kids are vaping now, you know. <laughs> Shut up. Shut Sounded up. like such a grandma. The kids love Gucci and they're all vaping. They all vape. No, all the all of my friends with teenagers tell me that the teenagers are vaping all the nicotine and they're super addicted and they have these things called jewels that look like little, um, they look like flash drives. And they have their jewels, but they're really vapes. And so they vape at school and they like vape, they vape everywhere. And like, it's so insane to me. And it's also insane to me that I don't know. I don't have teenagers yet, guys. I'm, I try very hard not to be judgmental. Are you nervous about? About birdie vaping? No. No, just about having teenagers in general. I don't know what it's going to be. Like, I feel like everything changes so rapidly. I can't waste my time. I can, I'm anxious about all kinds of other stuff. Like I can't waste my anxiety on what's going to happen seven years in the future. Cause we don't even fucking know what that beast is yet. You know, yeah. like what the internet's going to be, what the, and I can't, I don't, I don't know. I have no fucking idea. So I'm not wait. I'm not wasting my time yet being nervous, but I'm not nervous about birdie with drugs and alcohol and smoking because I know her soul and who she is as a person. And she is going to be like, a, she's going to be one of those kids that like doesn't smoke weed until she goes to college. She's going to be like, she's like, so she's a rule follower. She's like, she's a control freak. She doesn't like to be out of control. Like, you know, she's just not. Cricket, on the other hand, is like a sixth grade. She's smoking pot. <laughs> <laughs> sixth grade, I'm going to come home and I'm going to be like, uh, Cricket, where where are my CBD gummies? How and old she'll are be you like, in sixth grade? 13? Um, 12? 12 or 13 in sixth grade? Like 11. <laughs> uh. I'm also kind of teasing, but like you can see, but Cricket is the one that like, you just see with your kids, like Cricket's the risk taker. Cricket's the one that like will jump without looking to make sure it's safe to jump. Like she's, she's just like, she might be what's this ex- dangerous thing? Like sports. I want to try that. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's 
like a real she's me and i was that i was that way yeah yeah and i think that's also it's also like a older sister younger sister thing i don't think i think yeah. birdie will like go to her liberal arts college on the east coast or whatever and she'll like SUNY smoke, Bingham, she'll like smoke pot wesleyan she's at wesleyan smoking pot you know freshman yeah. year and that's it like i don't know i don't see her i don't see her i don't know I just don't see her like getting into drugs or alcohol at a younger age. Maybe I'm being naive, but we'll see. We'll see. Only time will tell. Is the <laughs> I know. Truth. The other thing is too, like I feel like my mom did this thing to me when I was a senior in high school. Well, I guess we don't even really have to worry about kids drinking and driving anymore. Right. Cause they all Uber Uber. Like all my friends, they teenagers, Uber. Yeah, yeah. no one, my friends, kids don't even get their driver's licenses. They don't want them. That's so weird. It's really weird. I couldn't weird. wait to get my driver's license. Me neither. License. It's freedom. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm borrowing the car. See ya. Although maybe you don't <sighs> even let your kids do that at this point anymore. Maybe that's just not a thing that happens. Maybe. I don't know. It's also weird to raise a kid in this city. I don't know what this is. Like, you know, like I know what it is to raise a kid in like a very suburban. Well, I know how I grew up. I mean. Yeah. Like a very suburban vibe. But she's a city kid. Yeah. Oh, no. We'll see. We'll see. I hope Cricket doesn't listen to this. Someday she will, probably. Maybe. Hi, Cricket. <laughs> oh, Crickies. <laughs> she's the best child of all time. I love her so much. Both my kids are yeah, so good. Yeah, you got good. cool kids. But, I mean, they have their things. You have cool kids. I have some friends. <laughs> I know. With kids that when they walk in the room, I'm like, ugh. I know. I have some too. I'm like, ugh, ugh. fuck. I'm going to leave. That kid is the worst. <laughs> Mark and I said that the other day about this kid. And it was like, I was like, that kid is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, that kid sucks. Oh, well, let's end this. All right. Hey, you guys, take everything we say with a grain of salt because we're, we're no, no doctors. doctors. Bye. It's a good show. Hey everyone, it's me, Steve. AG, you know. <laughs> I'm here to let you know that Starburns Audio has a new survey. Uh, just go to starburns.audio slash survey. Um, we're trying to get to know our listeners a little bit better. Uh, and it only takes a few minutes, I promise. But uh, it makes a massive difference to the podcasters at... Um, Starburns Audio, believe me, we uh, are trying to get to know a little bit more about you, what you like, what you don't like, um, ideas you may have to make things run smoother. Um, this really is a helpful survey because um, currently podcasting is still kind of like the Wild West. We still don't know a lot. It's uh, it's a new medium. Um, so your responses make everything a lot easier. Uh, it's incredibly helpful and, uh, incredibly quick. So again, just go to starburns.audio slash survey and, uh, fill it out. Help, help a brother out. All right. <laughs> Thanks guys. Hello. I'm Dave Ross. Hey, and I'm Hampton Young. And we host Suicide Buddies on Starburns Audio. That's right. It's a podcast about suicide, but not to make light of it. We actually talk about suicidal thoughts, depression, kind of with a sense of levity that Dave and I have with each other. He's my best friend. Come on. Yeah, we're buddies. <laughs> suicide Buddies. <laughs> 
That's the title. One of our favorite episodes that we've recorded so far is about this guy, Jan Pataki, who was a Polish aristocrat in the 19th century. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, one of the reasons it's possible that he killed himself <laughs> is that he thought he was a werewolf. Oh. Check out a clip. It also makes me think, like, we were talking about in the Norway uh, black metal episode, how, like, just the culture of your surroundings can affect you. Like, yeah. he's in a castle in Poland. He's like, I mean, if yeah. you lived in a castle in Poland and no one knew anything about anything, you might be like, I'm a bat. I'm probably a bat. <laughs> <laughs> That's like literally what happened to Batman. He literally is in his mansion. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm a, a bat. bat. I'm a bat. I'm a <laughs> bat. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bat. bat that helps people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bat that helps people. I'm a, I'm a I don't know what you want from me. And uh, my, and my a, girlfriend, she's a cat. She's a cat. My she, girlfriend's she, a cat. She steals things. She's a woman who steals things. She's a cat. I'm a bat. I'm a I bat. Help people. She's a cat. We fight a penguin. My. Uh, my <laughs> 